slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Finally, some good news for the Islanders. They beat the Chicago Blackhawks 4-1 to to win their first game of the season. Two goals for Oliver Wallstrom and some outstanding goaltending by Ilya Sorokin. Realistically, the Islanders only played one strong period, but it was enough to get the job done. We will have our key takeaways from last night's game plus uh, our weekly farm report and some bad news about an all-time Islanders Hall of Famer who uh, is dealing with some serious health issues right now. That plus our Islanders birthday of the day all coming up on today's show. We want to thank everybody out there for making Locked On Islanders your first listen of the day. As always, we are free and available on all platforms. If you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, or a topic that you'd like us to discuss, feel free to email the show. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders injury news, rumors, notes, anything happening about your favorite hockey team, you'll get it here first. So, the Islanders with the big win, 4-1 to one over Chicago. Exhale, everybody. Yeah, the Islanders finally get off the schneid after an 0-2 start. And the thing about this game, the Islanders for two periods did not play Islanders hockey. They were still turning the puck over, especially in their own zone. They were sloppy, uh, looked out of sync, and the defense overall for the team wasn't there. But as we all know, Part of the reason the Islanders are successful or have been successful over the most recent three years under Barry Trotz is when these breakdowns take place, they get outstanding goaltending, and that's what they got from Ilya Sorokin in this game. Sorokin making his third consecutive start of the season after, you know, still we don't have... uh, Simeon Varlamov, he has resumed practicing with the team, but isn't quite ready to play yet. Well, guess what? Ilya Sorokin made 39 saves in this game and lost a shutout in the final seconds. Uh, Islanders tried very hard to 
Uh, check if that last goal was offside to preserve the shutout for Sorokin, but the goal stood and the Islanders end up falling in, uh, well, losing the shutout, but winning the game by a score of 4-1. to one. And Sorokin really was the story because he bailed this team out. There were some breakaways in this game set up by uh, one play where there was a turnover by Noah Dobson led directly to a breakaway. I think it was for Jonathan Taves and Sorokin made the stop. And realistically, Ilya Sorokin just shined, especially early on in the first period when the Islanders just looked completely out of sync and not ready to, to start this game and to play well. So very, very happy to see Sorokin step up. He was a little shaky in those first two games, and yet he got the job done. So for two periods, the Islanders were outplayed, very much outplayed in the first period, outplayed for large stretches of the second period. And yet they were able to put together one really solid period, and that was the third, and it was enough because of how good Ilya Sorokin was. And then, you know, the other player who you really have to look at in this game is Oliver Wallstrom. He had two goals, was a plus three, and also led the Islanders with eight shots on goal in this game. And the amazing thing about the eight shots on goal, no other player on the Islanders roster had more than three. So Wallstrom, you know, in training camp and in the preseason, Barry Trotz calls out Oliver Wallstrom. And he says, you know, he's not playing up to the standards that we set for him. We need more from Wally. Uh, Didn't quite threaten to bench him, but it was sort of implied that, you know, his spot on the roster and his spot in the everyday lineup wasn't necessarily as secure as Wally would like it to be. Well, he responded last night. And think about this. Eight shots on goal in this game in 14 minutes and 30 seconds of ice time. So, look, we've talked about the Islanders all offseason. Do they need a sniper? Do they not need a sniper? Uh, Certainly, goal scoring has been an issue for this team for several years. And the two wild cards, really in determining whether or not the Islanders would need that sniper via trade were Oliver Wallstrom and Kyle Palmieri. And then, yeah, okay, the health of Anders Lee, and we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, here you go, Wallstrom playing 14 and a half minutes, eight shots on goal, really providing this team with a lot of juice, a lot of flash, and just played an overall strong game for the New York Islanders. Now, we mentioned Anders Lee. Lee did not play in this game. He was out of the lineup, essentially essentially, uh, due to what the Islanders described before the game started as a non-COVID-related illness. And uh, whether or not we'll get an update on that, Today, at some point, if we do, we'll certainly pass it along to you. But 
Uh, Kiefer Bellows steps into the lineup. Bellows played a little less than 13 minutes, had five hits, which was something that certainly, you know, the Islanders are looking for from Bellows. Not so much that he has to be the most physical guy out there, but what Bellows does without the puck is very, very important to the Islanders uh, and the coaching staff, and to see him with five hits in 12 minutes and 59 seconds of ice time is encouraging. Only one shot on goal for Bellows. And then Matt Martin returned to the lineup, and that was a welcome sight. Did drop the gloves, got into a fight, had four hits, uh, and then Casey Sezikis with six hits. Cal Clutterbuck had only, quote-unquote, three hits, but he also scored a goal And three of the Islanders' four goals in this game, by the way, unassisted. And that's because the Islanders did something that they do so well, and that is take advantage of turnovers. And even the goal that was assisted, which was the second goal by Wallstrom, Pajot, it was was set up by a turnover, and Pajot with a beautiful cross-ice pass to Wallstrom, who finished the play. So... Uh, in a very encouraging third period, three of the four goals scored there, and some great goaltending, and that was enough in this situation to give the Islanders that much-needed win. Hopefully, what this also means for this Islanders team is that they wake up, that they put the shaky start behind them and are able to begin to get back to playing Islanders hockey, and that, over the long run, is going to get them through both this 13-game road trip, still 10 more games to go before they open the UBS Arena. And by the way, uh, no talk about delaying that opening, as we mentioned earlier uh, in the show, uh, earlier in the week, rather. That's not looking like a thing right now. But uh, 10 more games on this road trip, and hopefully the Islanders come through with some more solid play like they had in the third period. When we return, we will discuss our first farm report of the year, what's going on down in Bridgeport, the team now known as the Bridgeport Islanders. We'll have our Islanders' birthday of the day and some bad news about an Islanders Hall of Famer, one of the greatest players in franchise history now dealing with a serious illness. Stay with us. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Do you know Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There really is something for everyone. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. And it's easy to tell why. Listen to this roster of permanent flavors. Cookies and cream, German chocolate, mint brownie, Cherry Barcia, Coconut, Raspberry, and my personal favorite, Salted Caramel. I mean, sweet and salty at the same time, I'm there. I love it. And if you haven't tried all nine of the permanent flavors, you can get a mixed box. They'll send you two of each of the nine flavors so you can figure out which flavor you love best. But not only is Built Bar the best tasting protein bar ever, it's healthy too. Now check out the macros. Each bar has between 17 and 18 grams of protein, only 130 to 180 calories, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy, and Built Bar is the official protein bar 
of the U.S. track and field team. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Bad news, Islander fans, for an all-time Islanders great. Michael Dean Bossy, Mike Bossy, uh, announcing over social media on Tuesday that he is now suffering from lung cancer. And unfortunately, uh, you know, that's going to cause him to step down from his job as a hockey commentator up in the province of Quebec. Uh, in the Montreal area. We certainly wish Mike Bossy all the best as he battles this horrible disease. Anybody who's had uh, a family member have cancer or a loved one or friend or, or have battled cancer themselves knows how difficult it can be. Bossy, a class act, nice guy, met him many times at the Nassau Coliseum when covering the team, did get to speak with him <clears throat> several times and and always generous with his time, always with a smile on his face. And uh, we certainly wish Bossy all the best. And, you know, anyone who is old enough to have seen Mike Bossy play, uh, just an outstanding goal scorer, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, pure goal scorers in NHL history. And you know, didn't have less than 50 goals in a season until his final year in the NHL when back problems caused him to miss a lot of time and ultimately forced him to retire early. So uh, Mike Bossy, uh, dealing with lung cancer, we send our thoughts and prayers to him, wish him all the best, and uh, hopefully Michael Dean Bossy can beat this. It's it's not an easy situation but uh, again, fingers crossed and wishing Mike Bossy all the best. And we will keep you posted as to his situation going forward. Time now for our farm report. Uh, we'll do this almost every Wednesday during the season. We'll fill you in on how the Bridgeport Islanders are doing. Uh, used to be the Bridgeport Sound Tigers, now the Bridgeport Islanders. And uh, Islanders had their first three games of the AHL season over this past weekend. They opened the season in Hartford against the Wolfpack last Friday. Ended up losing that game by a score of 2-1. to one. Then they visited Providence to face the Bruins on Saturday. Lost that one in a shootout 2-1. to one. And then Sunday of last week, they were in Springfield to face the Thunderbirds. Lost that one also in a shootout by a score of 4-3. to three. So two points in three games for the Bridgeport Islanders. And that game Sunday, first time they played someone other than Providence and Hartford in more than a year because of COVID. So uh, that was at least refreshing to have another opponent out there. And there were some encouraging signs overall. Obviously, this team needs to work on the shootout because the shootout uh, hasn't worked for Bridgeport. In fact, in the two games that went to a shootout, nobody scored a shootout goal. So 
yeah, it's time to practice those breakaways, guys, and work on the shootouts. But some encouragement. Chris Terry, two goals. Uh, Andy Andreoff had a goal and two assists in those three games. That was encouraging. And and a goal for Anatoly Golishev, who we mentioned the Islanders sent down to the AHL. Uh, he only played in two of the three games. Uh, another, also a goal for Michael Dal Cole. So some of those familiar names uh, being productive for Bridgeport. And and how about Austin Zarnick with two assists in those three games? Uh, overall, good to see the Islanders, uh, you know, getting some production. Let let let's put it that way uh, from some of these players. And as far as goaltending is concerned, Ken Appleby uh, made 42 saves uh, in 43 shots faced in the one game that he played and had a 0.92 goals against average, a 9.77 save percentage. It was just giving up that one goal in the, uh, the shootout or one goal too many, two goals and three shootout shots. So, uh, Appleby with a very strong debut performance. And then Jakob Skerek, uh, a 2.43 goals against average and a 9.00 save percentage. He made 45 saves out of the 50 shots that he faced and only gave up one goal in the four shots that he faced in the shootout. But that was enough since, as I mentioned, Bridgeport didn't score any goals in the shootout uh, in either game in which things went to a shootout. So uh, an 0-1-2 start in their first weekend for the Bridgeport Islanders, and hopefully this weekend when they again have three games, things will be better. Uh, This Friday, as we look at the schedule, they are in Springfield for another game against the Springfield Thunderbirds. Then the home opener, Saturday night, October 23rd, 7 o'clock, Eastern Time, the home opener in Bridgeport, also against the Springfield Thunderbirds, so that's a home and home. And then Sunday, another home game, this one at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, uh, the Laval Rocket come in to Bridgeport. So first two home games coming up this weekend after a road game in Springfield, and hopefully the Bridgeport Islanders will find a way to get on the winning side, you could check out uh, AHL TV to watch that game or go to the uh, BridgeportIslanders.com if you want to buy tickets and see the future of the Islanders franchise today. Uh, you could do that this weekend. Obviously, the Islanders still on that long road trip. So uh, catching the Bridgeport Islanders in person, a great way to get your hockey fix. So uh, definitely Always good to see Bridgeport play and hopefully continue to improve. They've been struggling there the last couple of years, but more veterans on this team right now, and hopefully that means more wins for this franchise. When we come back, we'll have our Islanders' birthday of the day and a couple of more thoughts about last night's win over the Blackhawks. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. We're back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. 
Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Yes, they'll give you free money to bet with when you make your first deposit if you use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. I mentioned we have a little bit of a log jam of late birthdays this week. So we're going to be a little bit early here and wish a happy 49th birthday to former Islanders defenseman Scott Lachance. Now, Lachance's birthday is actually Friday, October 22nd. The native of Charlottesville, Virginia, drafted by the Islanders in the first round with the fourth overall pick back in 1991, spent one year with Boston University and then went straight to the NHL, playing 17 games in his rookie season with the Islanders in 1991-92. Stayed with the Isles until the trade deadline in 1998-99, then went on to Montreal, Vancouver, and Columbus before spending one last year in Switzerland and one in the AHL. Final career stats for Scott Lachance, 819 NHL games played. 31 goals, 143 points, 567 penalty minutes. Only played 11 postseason games, three of them with the Islanders. One goal, three points in those 11 games to go along with six penalty minutes. And Lachance was a steady two-way kind of defenseman, kind of player who, you know, you may not notice all the time if you didn't watch a team game in and game out, but he really was well-liked by his teammates and an important cog in the early to mid-90s New York Islanders teams. We're going to go back to one of his better games as an Islander, January 12, 1993, at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Uh, Islanders and Calgary Flames, Mike Vernon gets the start for the Flames in goal, Mark Fitzpatrick the netminder for your New York Islanders. And it was the Flames getting on the board first. Robert Reichel, who, of course, uh, also played for the Islanders in his career, potting a power play goal when our Islanders' birthday of the day, Scott Lachance, was in the box for roughing. Theo Fleury and Gary Roberts with the assist at 204-1-0 Calgary. But the Islanders bounce back. Vladimir Malakov with a couple of goals. First, his ninth from Travis Green at 547 and then, with Trent Yawney in the box for hooking, Malakov is 10th from Derek King and Pierre Turgeon on the power play at 12.04. Islanders up 2-1 to one after the first period. In the second, our Islanders' birthday of the day, Scott Lachance gets into the act. His third goal of the season from Mick Vakoda and Richard Crom at 142, and then his fourth goal of the season from Richard Crom and Tom Fitzgerald at 8.07, Islanders double their lead at that point to 4-1. to Sergei Makarov gets Calgary back into the game late in the period. His 14th from Trent Yawney and Gary Roberts at 
Islanders 4, Flames 2 after 40 minutes, but in the third, the Islanders pull away. Ian Frazier is first from Turgeon and Jeff Norton at 2.07. And then the power play goes to work for the Islanders with Theo Fleury in the box for elbowing. Jeff Norton, his eighth, from Ian Frazier and Pierre Turgeon at 4.31. Then Ian Frazier on the power play, his second, from Derek King and Jeff Norton at 6.57. And late in the game, Richard Crom closes out the scoring with his first goal of the year, from Malakov and Tom Fitzgerald at 17-21. Final score in this one, Islanders 8, Flames 2. Mike Vernon gave up the first three goals and then was relieved early in the third by Jeff Reese, who gave up the final three. But for our Islanders' birthday of the day, the one and only Scott Lachance, two goals in this game on two shots on goal, four penalty minutes, he was a plus two, and yes, he was credited with the game-winning goal. So again, we're a couple of days early, but definitely want to wish a happy 49th birthday to former Islanders defenseman Scott Lachance. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Uh, Some final thoughts about last night's game. Certainly great to see, first of all, the identity line back together, and they certainly played well. Got to get Anders Lee uh, back as soon as possible. Hopefully, the illness is nothing significant. And the B&B line, again, continues to struggle. Uh, you know, that's Brock Nelson, Josh Bailey, and Anthony Bavillier. Yes, Bavillier had the one goal. But Bailey, no shots on goal. Brock Nelson, no shots on goal. Anthony Bavillier scored on his only shot on goal. you got to get that second line uh, a little bit more productive. J.G. Pajot, excellent in the face-off circle, winning 13 out of 19. Brock Nelson winning 6 out of 9. And uh, block shots, also a big part of this one, uh, where the Islanders did a good job there. And uh, Brock uh, Adam Pellick with 4 block shots, Scotty Mayfield and Ryan Pulak with 3 each. So again, that team game that the Islanders play so well was definitely a part of it. Tomorrow, we will have a special crossover episode with uh, our friends from Locked On Blue Jackets as we preview Thursday's game. We'll also, of course, have the latest on Anders Lee's situation and our Islanders' birthday of the day and a whole lot more, so make sure that you join us for that. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms. That does it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We will be back tomorrow. Have a great day. Enjoy that first win of the season. And of course, let's go Islanders.